The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Day Traders Off The Record. This is episode four of the podcast. I am here with head moderator of the Trade by the Community, My Daily Gains, and co-host of the podcast. And today we're going to be going into kind of a lesson style, and we're going to be talking about risk management and everything about risk. Um, it's, it's widely known by traders that um, you have to be able to manage your risk accordingly if you want to have any lasting career in the market. So, um, you know, we're going to talk about our strategies of managing risk in trades, how we kind of identify how much we're wanting to risk in a trade and just go through our journey of how we discovered our own styles of risk management. I'm sure that he has a lot of a different style than I do. And hopefully this discussion will help you in your journey of managing your own risk in trading. So, Welcome, my data gains. Good to have you. And let's just first, you know, start off. We haven't talked in a while. Um, have you know? How has your summer been? Uh, you know, we haven't talked. I think since what was it? May. I think it was May, our last episode. So, how's trading been for you? Uh, how's everything been going? Yeah. Well, it's nice to be back um, with some brand new episodes here coming in the pipeline. It's very, very exciting. Um, it's been a good summer. It's been a good summer. Um, I think we both had our share of opportunities in the markets. You know, there was plenty of long plays, plenty of short plays. So all different trader types, you know, we were both, uh, we, I think we were both happy with the summers that we had. And I took the summer to kind of um, really focus and focus on reinventing myself and um, really trying to go on this trajectory of, uh, growth. Um, I'm at a, you know, special point in my career where I feel like I have the ability to start sizing up. And, uh, that's kind of been what I've been focusing on for the last, um, couple of months. How about you? How was your summer? So as you can probably tell, moved into a new house. I mean, it looks kind of the same as the, the last little studio, but I spent uh, the month of June moving. Um, that was an entire process. I'm sure you all know that moving freaking sucks. Thankfully, this time we hired movers, so it was a bit easier, but still long process. And that was kind of interesting because um, it did just really affect my my kind of trading routine in the beginning. When I first moved into the new place, um, the one thing I kind of messed up on doing was I didn't kind of like make my office my own. I just had my computer set up everything else was barren. And when I came to the office in the morning, I didn't really have the feeling of being comfortable. And, you know, funny enough that that really affected my trading. Maybe it was just all of my head, which, you know, yes, it was, but it definitely did affect me. So I don't know, that's something kind of interesting. But other than that, uh, summer has been really good. Um, had some really good swing trades. Most recently we had CEI, which I, uh, I made a really good amount on. That was an awesome trade. Um, and really, you know, this summer I've been really focusing on building myself too, like you said, uh, not just in the trading sense, but just in my overall health sense. I've been really focused on fitness. Uh, and, you know, I've said it in the past and in the past uh, podcasts, but 
I really do believe that, you know, if you're having a hard time with, with having discipline in trading, um, one of the best things you can do for yourself is finding ways to instill discipline in your own life. But yeah, I mean, summer has been good. Um, the past week has been kind of choppy for me. Uh, the market really hasn't been having the alignment with my strategy that I would like. So, uh, yeah, the beginning of September was was really good. You know, we had BBIG, we had CEI and all those big runners. But yeah, this week I've just been kind of choppy. But um, yeah, I mean, the last couple of days anyway, uh, some of the leading gappers seem to just kind of get crushed. And uh, yeah, exactly. Not necessarily all day faders, but they're providing such big range because the gap ups are just so, so much that uh, they're selling off pretty large at the mm -hmm. open um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been a fun week and, um, and yeah, like I said, I'm glad that we're back to, uh, to podcasts and, um, so we could dive right into the topic of risk management. So just for example, uh, during a week like this week where, you know, you're not seeing your setups, uh, working or you're not seeing the kind of things that you would normally take, uh, I suppose risk management is more important than ever. Oh yeah. I mean, it's key. And you know, the topic of risk management, I mean, we're probably going to go all over the place because there's so many different ways that you can manage risk. I'll yeah. do my best to kind of have it within different sections. But like I said, risk management, there's so many different parts you can utilize to manage risk. And so like, for example, one thing that I've been doing this week and the last week is if I, have the feeling that I really want to take a trade. And I know that it's not really like an A plus uh, play for me. Mm -hmm. One of the easiest ways that I can, I can manage the risk is just not bet as much, right? If you use less money in a trade, you, you have the ability of just risking less uh, capital. So that's definitely one way I, I've been managing risk. Obviously, if I was a perfect trader, which no one really is, you wouldn't be taking those kind of non-A plus plays. But of course, you know, I've been kind of bored the past few days. I see some things that are kind of setups, but mm -hmm. not really. And I want to just, you know, have the chance to take the risk. But of course, because it's not like a true solid setup, I don't want to bet, you know, the farm on it. So uh, yeah. that's how I've been kind of managing risk over the past week. Uh, and uh, that's mainly for long plays, I'm sure. I'm sure that whenever you are on the opposite side of the trade, you kind of manage risk in the same way. If you're not too confident with a play, you just won't bet as much. And of course, yeah. there is like the downside that, you know, if you're right, you won't make as much money. And that mm. kind of goes into a whole nother side of emotions because... Like one thing that I've noticed whenever I don't use as much money on trades and it happens to be a winner is when it starts to go up, you know, massively, I won't have the willingness like to lock in my partial profits because I don't have as big of a winner in my account. So that's obviously a whole other aspect that requires discipline in leaving the trade using your same rules. Um, so loaded kind of response there, I know, but... That's definitely one kind of like way to manage risk. If you don't have that much confidence in the trade, you can size down and just yeah. work with that as best as you can. 
Yeah, and I think that's something that you and I actually have in common is is that bet size principle where if something is a plus, where you know we're using our allocated max size that we deem appropriate for that setup, and if it's a B or a C, we're significantly sizing down. So therefore, the loss can't be um, large if you're respecting that um, stop out area that you predetermined. And in my case, you know, I like to throw out feelers, starters, whatever you want to call it at certain levels. And sometimes when those levels act as the resistance, because, you know, I'm a short seller, as most people already know, um, sometimes those starter positions for me end up being the only position that I needed at all, because uh, those positions still end up going to my cover slash fade targets sometimes i could add like today i added on tmc sometimes i cannot add it really depends but that initial bet size is relatively small compared to what i would really like to be in with um, in terms of the overall size but you as a short seller you can't just throw down 100 percent of those locates down at that first level because as we see this year in the past couple of years it could blow by that resistance it could blow by that level and skip up a dollar. And if you're full size down a dollar a share, well, I'm pretty sure you might be hitting a max daily loss there. So <laughs> right away. Um, yeah. So and that's how I manage risk. I, I scale in and I scale out and anyone who watches my videos, uh, already knows, already knows a little bit about what I do. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a really good point. And, you know, on that same kind of topic, um, you know, what I happen to notice a lot of newer traders do, and even I did this same kind of thing because lots of larger gurus will kind of have this mentality towards managing risk in trades. Um, what they'll end up doing is that, well, they'll say, okay, with every trade I take, I'm going to risk hundred bucks or no matter what. And you really kind of want to avoid being in that type of price, like sensitive trader, because you focus more on the money and you're not really aligned with, with the chart. As you all know, who are watching my videos, I am, I'm really big on using historical levels of support and resistance and basing trades off of those levels. And if you happen to be planning your trade without those levels in mind, and you're only basing off of dollar amount risk, you can have many times where you would be buying into support. And if you're a bit too sized up, it might go down a few cents and you're down, say a hundred bucks and you'll just say, all right, I'm down a hundred bucks. I got to stop out. And you're just going to be stopping out into support. And I see a lot of the traders do that. So one thing that I've really learned to do is if you really want to only risk like a max amount of money, like say, for example, you want to risk like a hundred bucks on a trade. Well, then the way that you should kind of do it is you look at the chart and you say, okay, well, supports at two bucks and you could see the support kind of uh, like maybe go down an extra five, 10%, depending on the chart. And if that's the case and you have like a max loss level, say at a dollar 80, then you can say, okay, I'm going to go long at two bucks. And if I need to have the ability like to let the stock move down like 20 cents, then you know how much you can bet, right? Like if you can only shares, have the yeah. stock like go down 20 cents, then you can only bet 500 shares. And then no matter what, if you do hit your max loss criteria, 
you'll hit that $100 risk level. However, you're more based off of what the chart is saying and not mm -hmm. so much how much you're down P&L wise. So if you can kind of reframe your trading planning in a sense to where you're focusing more on the chart, you will do a lot better in the long run. And then you can scale up from that in the future. And being able to, being able to gauge exactly what you're talking about, um, it also comes with experience and screen time. Because yeah. for example, when I'm watching a stock and I understand how it's trading for the first, uh, say pre-market and then the first 15 minutes, you see the spreads, you see the range potential and uh, you know, the range that it already put in could, uh, could forecast possible range to come, volume, all these different factors come into play where like, I'll know how to size accordingly. Like I'll already know, uh, in, in, in your example of $2 support, you know, someone with less experience that wants to risk $100, you know, they might go with 2,000 shares and then a couple cents, as you just said, they're already yeah. stopped out. But someone who um, takes a step back, learns the process, learns how to trade the right way, they're not in a rush to get rich overnight, that sort of thing. They're going to be satisfied with taking those couple hundred shares. They have the wiggle room to let it go down into the 180s without panicking and not becoming one of those panic sellers, causing it to actually wick at 180, mm -hmm. you know, that's where you should be maybe buying the shares. So yeah, it's, uh, it's not something that comes overnight, but, uh, if you're there and you show up every day, you could eventually, could eventually get there. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, lots of, lots of the stuff with like, you know, reading charts and kind of knowing how much you can expect a stock to run like like the range it is showing in pre-market will come into effect the range you will see on the daily chart um, lots of those things you won't be able to understand right away uh, you just have to kind of have the screen time and and put in the work and and watch hundreds of different you know plays like like for example if you're watching a stock that trades at five bucks per share and it's a micro float it wouldn't be unreasonable like to see it have a wick down to $4.50. And if you're a price sensitive trader who is, you know, like going long at five bucks and you just have a hard stop at $4.90, <laughs> you're going to get stopped out right away. And so, you know, with plays like that, if you know that it needs a bit more wiggle room, you also know that it has a lot more upside potential because it is that low flow that can squeeze which means you don't have to bet as much money to make as much money. Like, you know, lots of traders, when you think about the, the whole idea of sizing up, well, they think that, okay, with every trade, I just use more money. And maybe that's true for some people, but that's not true for me. It really depends on um, how the stock is trading, how much range potential is really there, and ultimately how much I'm willing to risk on this specific trade and not panic out like like for example on something like like cei when i went long at 69 cents when it was down at 69 cents you could maybe see it drop down to 66 or 67 cents and still be holding support which means with that in mind you can comfortably risk having a drop down like five percent which means on a trade like that you can size up more because you know that, uh, you know, yeah, if the trade fails, the most you're going to lose is about 5%, which is okay with a trade like that. Now, if you juxtapose that to something like INDP, 
like uh-huh. yesterday, which ran from like 10 bucks to 28 bucks. When I was Crazy. buying the dip in the 1050s, I knew that, you know, we could very easily have this thing just drop down into the nines over 10%. So with a trade like that, that has so much more range potential in it, I'm not going to bet as much as I did on something like CEI. Um, so exactly. like having that kind of intuition obviously will take time, but having that knowledge of not being so like worried about like how much you're risking with each trade is going to help you in the long run. Right. And, and generally speaking though, like say you, you know, you have, you have an, uh, an account, doesn't really matter uh, what size account you have, but I know that where you and I may differ in some uh, strategic sense would be, I think you put a larger importance on percentages, whereas I put a larger percent um, importance on uh, dollar figures. Like if you watch our past podcasts, I talk about um, max daily loss figure and then dividing that max daily loss into three or four bullets. And then on a per trade basis, you'd be able to risk max one of those bullets. But, you know, in, in these examples, it doesn't mean like you have to risk that a whole hundred dollars. If you're just taking a starter, why would you let the starter go against you to the point of being unrealized down a hundred? So I think that's where, you know, we both have our kind of different ways of, of doing things. And uh, for those that are in the community and those who send us DMs, I think we're very open and transparent to talk about how we approach the markets and mm-hmm. everybody's everybody's different. There's no two traders that are exactly the same. That's what's so cool about this industry. And uh, just because I do something and, or because you do something doesn't mean that someone else should try to repeat it to a T. Yeah, exactly. Like look, we're all different. Yeah. No one knows the secret formula that everyone should follow. I'm just talking about like what works for me in the end. Cause that's what I've learned that works for me. Right. And, um, you know, in terms of like, you know, lots of uh, lots of newer traders will will always send me DMs or send me questions asking, you know, how can I start sizing up? And really, you know, like a question like that, it truly will depend at the end of the day on how much money you are okay with like having to risk, right? Because ultimately you are risking money. And you have to kind of have have that that number in your head. It could be anything, right? Like if you are like a wealthy individual, you're you could be okay with risking like two thousand bucks per trade. If you are starting out as a newer trader, you might only want to risk fifty bucks. It's totally right. up to you in the end, and you have to kind of figure out what that number is. And then however you want to manage your risk, whether it's using percentages or using like a hard, like max loss, like figure, you just want to make sure that you, you have that number in mind. And then over time, as you gain more confidence with trading, as you see your account growing, you will slowly be able to like raise it. Now you can risk a hundred bucks. Okay. It's been a few weeks. Now you can risk 150 bucks. And it's just a really slow grindy process. Like there's never really a point you'll be able to adjust like risk, like double or triple, like how much you've been used to, because yeah, you might like have the idea that you can do that. What I've seen uh, with myself is that when I like have that large of a loss, unrealized, I'm not used to, 
I won't be able to act as disciplined. I won't be able to act as logically. And it'll be a lot easier for me to, to either stop out or take the quick profit. And, you know, just lots of people are just really concerned about like growing really fast. And in my opinion, you really shouldn't be worried about growing too fast. As long as you can kind of survive and, and make slow money, if you just keep going on that path, you'll reach your goals eventually. Maybe it'll take longer than you expected, but hey, that's that's the market. Yeah, and I think something that I heard a while ago that really resonated with me is you should be focusing on not losing money rather exactly. than focusing on making money. <laughs> yeah. And to a certain extent, because you don't want to be uh, over-selective and not jump in when you see your setup. So you have to be willing to take that risk. But your main focus should be uh, defending your account's uh, balance. You know, mm-hmm. And when you start to let go of, the, um, of this obsession to see a daily P&L and see big gains on the screen, I know I've been there. I think a lot of people have. When I stopped caring, like, oh, today is a small green day, uh, a small amount to me or whatever. Um, when I stopped caring about it, I had a whole sense of, of peace. You know, there's always tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow will be a big green day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like if it's a small green day or a break even day, like we have 200 and what is it? 52 trading days a year or whatever. So stop being so obsessive with trying to nail something like every day. Like it's just, yeah. I've been yeah. doing better since uh, I stopped caring so much about. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's how I've been this, like these past uh this past week where obviously i closed out my trade on cei today which was which was like a really good trade but everything else i've been taking i mean you know either break even or it's just a small winner maybe a small loser and um you know that's just part of the process you can't really force the winners you can't really expect every day to be strong and yeah like you said you can just let go of that that necessity to make money every day and focus more on the process, I think you'll have a lot better chance of lasting in the market. And as long as you can last past the first year or two, you will have a lot larger chance of uh, making it as a career, right? That's right. And people have to remember that no two days are made equal in the market. No two stocks are exactly the same. There's different market market makers. There's different participants. There's different algos. There's different manipulators. There's different chat room gurus who think that this one is the one. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, you have to remember that. Like sometimes I'll go into the day and everything is just working and clicking. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is great. What a day. And then yeah. some days you're, you're totally in defensive mode, just trying not to get yourself into trouble. And mm-hmm. You're lucky to, to walk away um, scratch, you know? So yeah, totally. People, uh, people have to remember that this is not a walk in the park and it's one of, it's a difficult career, but it is, it is possible. Yeah. And one very important like thing about that is that you have to truly understand that no matter how confident you are with a system, no matter how confident you are, that the stock will go up or down. You never know hundred percent, right? Like no matter what you are taking like a risk, and you know lots of people on twitter or on social media will pump stocks and say no this is guaranteed to go up 
And newer traders will just buy into that and believe it to a T. And they can get crushed, like on Wish, for example, where people were just pumping it to go to 50 or 60 bucks, whatever the number was, and it happened to go down to six bucks. You saw mm -hmm. lots of traders who didn't want to accept that fact that they were wrong, and now they're back holding like crazy. And you can't last in the market by doing that. So, like, if you can do anything in the market, then you have to understand that you have no guarantee of being right. So, you have to understand that you're taking a risk and you have to be okay with whatever risk you're taking on. Uh, like we had a trader a few years ago, I forgot his name, but uh, like he came into the market and like he was just crushing it. Like he was making one grand to 3K a day. Um, brand new trader, he was just betting a lot of money and he happened to be right with all these different plays. And, you know, because he he became so confident that he couldn't be wrong, he kept on betting more and more and more and just, just taking crazy amounts of risk. And one day he happened to be wrong. He couldn't accept it. And I think he lost like 25 grand in a single day and blew up his account, you know, mainly because oh. he didn't understand that there happens to be a risk in the market and he didn't accept that fact and, and he couldn't take the risk. Well, he mm -hmm. took the risk, but, but yeah. <laughs> he didn't manage the risk appropriately. So, you know, that's the human element, uh, the human yeah. element coming into play in yeah. an environment Agreed. where there yeah. is no room for, for human element. But, yeah, you know, exactly. So, um, you know, yeah, the topic of risk, you know, there's lots of different things you can do about it. There's lots of ways you can manage it. Number one thing you have to understand is that no matter what, you have to know that there is a risk with every trade you take. And then from there, you have to ask yourself, okay, how much am I willing to risk? And then knowing that number, you can either look at the chart and kind of calculate percentages of, you know, like how much you're willing to let the stock drop down and then calculate your share size from that. If you want to take a like way that like my daily gains does where he has like a max loss number, well, you still have to have to like have the right amount of size appropriate, right? Like you can't like say, okay, I'm going to risk a hundred bucks and then use 3000 shares. Like mm -hmm. it's just not going to work. You know, like maybe if the stock is like one cent, then yeah, you can, <laughs> you can have 3000 shares, no problem. But ultimately you have to ask yourself what like you are okay with risking and just work from there and then slowly, but surely gain confidence and slowly increase that number. And then once you do that, you'll also be like having your profit number happen to grow slowly at the same time too. And that's how you see that long-term trajectory of account growth. So, um, yeah. And something that, something that I have done or I'm currently doing is I think I mentioned it in the past where you take the average green days that you've had in, in recent history times that number by two, that's your max daily loss figure. Um, or if you're in this, uh, green streak period, whatever your max daily loss currently is, you could add, you know, two, 300, or depending what kind of figures you're working with, you could add a little bit um, more to that max daily loss, which will allow you to size up. But as you mentioned earlier, you're sizing up gradually. You're not going from a yeah. thousand shares to 10,000 shares. You're sizing up gradually so that even when you see the PL go red or go green, it's not going to tug at the emotions for you to make stupid mistakes because you're going to 
you're going to adapt to what you're seeing on screen and you're just going to think that, Hey, this is the new normal. Mm-hmm. I'm a good, I'm a consistent trader. So yeah, I deserve to be making these kinds of games. And yeah. Even moving think. from like 1000 to 2000 shares may not seem like a big deal, but you're going to see <laughs> double the amount of loss when the oh, stock is. has a downturn, you're going to see double the amount of green. So you might, you know, be super excited and lock in profits earlier than normal. Um, Go from a thousand to twelve hundred. You know? Yeah, don't... exactly. Like, you don't have to like, have your share size just keep doubling. Just slowly increase it and be comfortable with that new number that you see in your P and L. And when you do that, then ultimately you'll have your emotions in check and be able to focus on your plan and nail the trades that you take. So, any last minute uh just notes on on risk um yeah final thoughts would be also you know keep those journals going and and in your journal um jot down if you followed your risk management rules and strategies that day and then at the end of the week go back and read it and say oh you know maybe you had a bad day and chances are you probably broke uh, one of your rules a lot mm-hmm. of rules are related to risk management. So oh yeah. Uh keep journaling, um, keep doing your thing. And you know, I could go through my journal now and at least for the last month to month and a half, um, have not broken a single rule. So take pride in in actually trading your system. It's one thing to have a system and have these plans, but if you can't execute it, you're you're toast. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. And then, you know, like one last note for me is what I've been kind of really focusing on is in the morning, like I'll ask myself, you know, how do I feel this morning? Like, like how confident do I feel? How do I feel emotionally? And if I just feel like I'm not well rested or I don't feel like I'm in tune with the market, then I know right away, okay, I need to really focus on managing my risk today because if I let it slip up, it could turn into a disaster. So if you can kind of just have that introspection, um, you can really avoid those large emotional losses, which, you know, lots of traders happen to take. Like like all the massive losses you see on Twitter or, um, will always happen mainly because the trader got emotional and they just weren't in tune with their process and they were afraid of taking that big loss and it happened to go even bigger. So having that introspection to yourself will save uh, yourself a lot of the time. So um, if you can do that and you can have a journal and ultimately just know how much you're willing to risk, then you'll be able to execute the plans that you take without having emotions come into the trade. And ultimately that's that's the best way to allow the systems to go. If you can avoid the emotion aspect as best as you can, let like your process play out, um, you'll see the best amount of success in the market. So I think that's pretty much all we have in terms of risk management. Of course, if you have any questions about this topic, you can feel free to reach out to me on social media or reach out to My Daily Gains on his social media as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment down below for any questions also. Um, and look forward to the next podcast that we have, because we're going to have an awesome guest who is excited about this one. Yeah. Very excited. He's a, he's an awesome short seller. 
So for all of you who want to learn more about that aspect of trading, look forward to it. Um, and I think that's all we have for today. Yeah. Um, great episode. And uh, we'll see everybody hopefully in a couple of weeks. Yep. See you guys.